and thank you for joining me on the Gibraltar Politics Podcast, Episode 4. Today, I will be interviewing Dr. John Cortes, and we'll be discussing things such as the environment, health policy, environmental policy, the LNG station, and uh, much, much more. I think that this episode is probably one of the better episodes that I've produced, even though I've only produced four. And hopefully this is not going to be the first time that I actually interview a minister. So let's get into it, shall we? Hello, Dr. Cortes. Thank you for coming on the show. I understand you're very busy with the campaign and also your day-to-day work. It's a pleasure to be here, Krishan. Is everything okay? Yes, everything is going well. I'm glad, I'm glad. All right, so it's going to be a short 20-minute interview, and I'm hoping that we can go over health policy first and understand that there's been a lot of progress that you have made, especially um, considering the new chemo treatment that you've mm-hmm. released and obviously the uh, new cafeteria that's been um, put in the St. Bernard's Hospital. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, what improvements do you think can be made over the next four years as... Um, if you were to be Minister of the Health? Okay, uh, well, a lot. I, I now think I know enough about the health service to, to be able to start making further improvements. Um, there's a lot of things we can do to make the uh, progress through, the journey through the health service more user-friendly. There are still a few th- bits that I think we need to smoothen up to make that patient's journey better. Um, so that when a patient comes in, perhaps first contact in primary services, then the referrals onto a consultant's um, diagnosis, uh, diagnostic work like like scans and X-rays and so on. Um, I would like to make it a much smoother transition so that people always know where they are. They get plenty of feedback. So these are things that I think, with the structure we now have within the GHA, we can build on. Um, also, I'd like to expand the number of interventions and the types of of things that we can do here in Gibraltar without having to send our patients away to either Spain or the UK, which can be quite traumatic, particularly in in certain conditions. Um, Clearly, there will always be things that we cannot do in Gibraltar in a place of our size, um, but the more we can do here, the better. So these are the two general thrusts, I think, of what I'd like to achieve in the next few years. Um, including also, of course, more screening, uh, any vaccinations and so on, always keeping up to date with developments uh, at a global level. And how would you like to actually um, implement these changes? What specific policies or schemes would you be um, introducing in order to make these changes happen? Well, uh, what what we have to do is continue to, to work with the professionals. Um, I think one of the problems that I found in the GHA when I took over as its chairman, its minister, was that there wasn't enough involvement by professionals, including um, allied health professionals like the therapists, nursing and doctors. Um, Increasingly, we've involved them in in decision-making. We've consulted them more and more. And I think it's crucial that the professionals themselves, as well as the users, um, form part of developing healthcare policies and of sharing with the administration what the the problems might be, what the concerns might be, so that we're able to tackle them in a way that will benefit the patient primarily, but also the professionals who work in the health service. That sounds um, that sounds great. I was wondering, obviously, as health minister, you do keep up with health overall, as in 
the advancements that are happening in the technology, etc. And there's been a lot of advances in both biohacking and in health technology itself. Do you see any of that trickling down to Gibraltar in the next four years? Okay, there are things that clearly are a challenge in a place the size of, of, of Gibraltar. Um, there are some uh, procedures, for example, which we could never do here, not necessarily because they're technologically uh, more than, than our equipment could, 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 could have, but because if we had uh, s- very specialized surgeons here who would, for example, only do one or two cases a year of the rarer uh, operations or, or deal uh, with rarer disorders, then they would de-skill and they wouldn't have enough uh, practice, so to speak, to be able to do it. So there are some things that we could never be able to do here. But, for example, we've been very successful in replacing our CT scanner and we now have probably the most advanced CT scanner in Europe. So that kind of thing we can do. And we've trained our professionals in in radiology and radiography to be able to interpret the images and so on. So that sort of thing we we can do. Another thing that we can do is when there are new vaccines introduced or, or, or new screening programs, then we can bring them to Gibraltar because these are things that because... This is the benefit of being small. Because it's a relatively small place, there are some things we can do for the whole of the population which in other countries would be prohibitively expensive. Uh, Our introduction only this week of the meningitis B vaccine uh, and our introduction of uh, the NIPT tests, um, genetic tests for for babies uh, are two examples uh, of what we've done over the last couple of years. All right. That's that's extremely interesting. Thank you. I think we should move on to the environment now. And I'm hoping whether you can give me your comments. Firstly, before we actually get into the LNG station situation, I'm hoping you could tell me what the GSD plans to do to reduce the effects of climate change as well as reduce their carbon emissions as a whole. You mean the GSLP? Sorry, the GSLP. My apologies. My apologies. (laughs) Right. Uh, Continue working in the way we have been, but redoubling our efforts. Let me explain. When I became Minister for the Environment, uh, and I knew what the environmental scenario was because this is my profession, it's something I've been doing for decades, um, there was no awareness in, in government and very little awareness except in one or two nuclei in the public service about issues to do with, with uh, uh, a carbon-free economy or reduced carbon economy, energy efficiency, renewable energy. So I was starting not from zero, but from probably minus 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing was being done. There was absolutely nothing being done in Gibraltar to even have uh, raised awareness of these problems which, which threaten the planet and threaten Gibraltar. And, and, and we, we, we know what severe weather can do and how it's clearly proven that, the, that climate change is increasing the, the, the severe weather events around the world, including Gibraltar. Therefore, we had to start from minus 20. I think we're probably at plus 15 at the moment. Um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd like to go much, much further. But now we have the, the basis. Now people are already aware of these issues. People are already beginning to convert to solar. People are already seeing the benefits of hybrid and electric vehicles. People are already seeing the sense of saving energy um, because it makes sense in our pockets as well, both as individuals and as a country. So... Um, I think now is the right time to move ahead. We've already uh, put in a a few uh, pilot solar 
pro projects. We have plans to do much more by way of solar. We've already seen that we are testing our waters literally for, for marine currents to generate current uh, energy from the sea uh, and also wave power. And these are natural resources, untapped natural resources that Gibraltar has. So I would like to see these rocket in the next four years so that by 2020 we can have a minimum, and I repeat, a minimum of 20% of our electricity produced from renewable natural resources. All right. And in terms of actually reducing the carbon footprint of Gibraltar, especially when it comes to producing energy, the GSD have been saying that LNG is not as efficient as diesel. However, when I looked it up online, liquefied natural gas had a lower carbon footprint. But their argument is that the actual process of fracking is worse for the environment. Now, I'm just wondering what your comments okay. are on that. I'm no uh, lover of fracking uh, for other reasons, because of the local effect on the environment there rather than, than a, a bigger scale. But... Uh, Natural gas is not exclusively from fracking, and there are huge deposits in many parts of the world of natural gas. So I think that is an argument to try to deflect the real environmental benefits for Gibraltar as a community that uh, a, a gas-powered fire, um, uh, gas-fired, sorry, power station would bring. Um, it is absolutely clear that burning gas produces less sulfur, less nitrogen di dioxide, and many, many, uh, particularly uh, particulate matter, much, much less if any particulate matter, but particularly when we are also going to have all sorts of latest technology in order to reduce pollution further. So the emissions from our gas-powered uh, station will be absolutely... Uh, hugely lower than we are getting now and it will have a real effect on the quality of uh, our air in Gibraltar. All right, thank thank you minister. I was wondering do we currently have an eco park? Yes, we do. We have um very recently just uh, a month or two ago we in in combination with with the private business opened uh, an eco park which is a center for people to take um, all sorts of waste materials, uh, paint, um, uh, fluorescent tubes, car tires, um, you name it, they'll do it. Um, and that's open seven days a week. And it's there to encourage the proper disposal of, of, of rubbish so that we won't see accumulation in street corners, which sadly we still do in some areas, uh, and to encourage recycling, which is an obligation under the EU but we like to encourage it not because it's an obligation, but because it's the right thing to do. I completely agree with you. So when it comes to actually recycling, currently, if I'm not mistaken, is, does it happen in Gibraltar or Spain? No. At the moment, and, and we must remember that until 2012, when we had been uh, elected, you couldn't recycle anything um, other than glass and plastic in Gibraltar. There was no provision for recycling of cardboard, of paper, of uh, cans, uh, of waste oil and so on. So we have been introducing these recycling streams since the very beginning of 2012. Um, sadly, at the moment, uh, most of the recyclers do go across the border to Spain, to centres there. We are working on being able to do more recycling in Gibraltar, 
including, for example, uh, production of biodiesel from waste oil, uh, cooking oil, and so on. Yes. So these are things that we also want to, to roll out over the next four years if the people put us back into government. Now, I'm always an advocate for recycling. I think it's extremely important, especially when um, taking care of our environment. But what policies would the GSLP be trying to implement in order to make sure that the effects of recycling trickle down to the people in Gibraltar and they actually get the positive effects of it? Okay, We've already done quite a lot uh, by way of uh, promoting recycling in young people in the schools by having a, an online recycling game and, and, and having our apps and having our adverts and so on. And, and it's absolutely true that very often these new concepts get into families through the children. So this is something that we will continue to do yes. because children are actually completely switched on and, and it's very logical to them that we should recycle and protect the environment. We have to do more. The response to our recycling initiatives has been tremendous. We haven't had, for example, to legislate, to force people to recycle because people are responding. And there's still more capacity. We still have to pro provide more recycling points. We still have to service them at a faster rate to respond to the increasing demand. So I think that the way we're doing it now... Uh, encouraging it is, is is so well accepted and people have responded so well like Gibraltar tends to do when yes. an, an initiative makes sense that for the moment I think it's publicity and becoming more effective and more efficient in dealing with the recyclers that will encourage people to recycle more. That's brilliant. Well, I think we've gone over everything that's needed to go over in this short interview. Is there anything you'd like to say to my listeners? Um I've learnt a lot, um, Christian, over the last four years. Um, I already was uh, working in, in, in the environment and I had worked in health before. Um, I think that we've done a lot of good work um, and I'm not going to list everything, uh, but things that haven't come up are, for example, Commonwealth Park, improvements on the Upper Rock uh, yes. and that sort of thing. Uh, but there's still a lot more to do. Um, and I've learned so much that I think now I'm in a much better position to do more things. And I'd like to think that in proportion to what we've done over the last four years, not myself just alone, but the whole of the government, would be able to redouble what we've achieved. I very much would like to be given the opportunity because Gibraltar is now at the cusp of doing something great from the point of view of the environment and also from the point of view of health. And I think it would be a mistake for Gibraltar now to start again, backtrack and have people who really don't have the experience that we now have. So I, I hope to be here for another four years to continue the work that my colleagues and I have been doing. Well, you've had a great four years and I wish you all the best in the next. Thank, Thank you, very you very much, much indeed. Well, there it is, folks. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. For more information regarding politics in Gibraltar, or the upcoming election, please visit www.gibraltarpolitics.com where I will be posting multiple articles regarding this upcoming election and also having multiple podcasts there as well. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode.